get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. This is the BK and Ferrario podcast, powered by I Promise. Now here's BK and Ferrario. Alongside Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Normally, we would be going out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by our guy Jeremy Rutherford. Instead, the Blues insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic is joining us here live from the new E&B Granite studio at the Centene Community Ice Center. JR, what's up, man? Not too much. How are you guys doing? It's hockey season. Our guy Alex Ferrario is thrilled. He compared earlier today Mike Hoffman and Robert Thomas to Hull and Oates. Yep. So he is he is very excited to watch hockey again. JR, what is it like for you? You've been doing this for, what, 20 years now at this point covering hockey. What is it like for you to be able to finally be back at the Centene Community Ice Center watching live hockey in person again? Okay, it's amazing. And we've known and, and hoped for a couple weeks that this would be the case, that they'd be able to start the season and we'd come out here for a training camp. Uh, but until you get out here, until you see the guys you haven't seen since last March, basically, uh, and until you get to a situation where you're, you're watching the team on the ice and, and you're tweeting, we were just talking about this off air, you know, I think a lot of people are at home quarantining, at least trying to stay inside. And the past couple of days, whenever you tweet out anything, a story, a line combination, it just gets traction and takes off. And so I feel like this uh, renewed interest in providing that information to people uh, because they're excited about this Blues team. This is a different team, as you guys well know. Different looking, different feel, different everything. Still, there's you know same core guys with the O'Reillys and the Shins and the Schwartzes and, and those guys, but new faces, and, and this is going to be a fun season to cover. Yeah, because they got two guys that look like they could be hauling oats on the ice when they're out there, <laughs> and Thomas and Hoffman. Now, I don't think that's your fault. I think that that's the board ops' fault for not telling you that the mic was that's hot. That's true. Like, that's if, very if true. you want to talk about that stuff in the studio amongst us, but to say it, you didn't know it was going no, on. No, yeah, that air. was Tanner's yeah. fault that he had me on the air. Yeah. Frankly, it's Dan's fault, too, for asking me that question. He yeah. should have asked me something else. Especially, but right. like, five minutes after you got off the ice. Yeah. You, you were fresh into it of, I was, like... I was, I was hyped. Everything was coming back to you. All the juices were flowing. Yeah. He was excited. It was like, Blues hockey is finally returning, and you've got this high... And Ferrario goes on with Dan, and Dan asks him what it's like to watch Blues hockey again. He's like, listen, I just saw the reincarnation of Hull and Oates. <laughs> I just saw two he, Hall he of Famers that are on the ice right now. But you hit it, though, Jaron. and I think that's where my excitement and energy came from, is watching these guys and knowing how many people are starved for hockey right now. Well, look, we've seen how many people are frustrated by the schedule of playing in the West and having these 9 o'clock starts and frustrated. And even though the schedule has come out, 
there are people still frustrated because they want this hockey, and I think that's where this extra energy comes from. It's because all of these people want more Blues hockey right now, and it's something that we haven't had since before the Cup. It, it never really felt like this, right? Like, hockey was always number two to the Cardinals for such a long time, but right now, these last three years, feel like hockey is at the forefront of everyone's mind. Well, you're exactly right. And listen, you know, I've been in media in St. Louis for 20-plus years, and, you know, I'm a Cardinal fan. I go to a lot of games, yeah. and, and this isn't meant uh, to be directed at the Cardinals, but for years, you know, we would get phone calls and emails saying, hey, you know, let's let's improve the Blues coverage in terms of uh, putting it above the fold on the newspaper. How come the Blues can't get the headline every day? It's always the Cardinals, the Cardinals, the Cardinals. Well, it was because the Cardinals were making a lot of significant moves and, of course, winning. Now it's a situation where the Blues are coming off a cup, and now every time the Blues need a player, Doug Armstrong goes out and gets it. The guy that you're hoping that they'll get all of a sudden shows up on the ice. And so I think that creates excitement. It creates a belief in what Doug and the team, the ownership, are doing. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when you're able to come out and sit in the bleachers and watch Robert Thomas pass it to Brett Hall, I mean uh, Hoffman. Damn right. uh, (laughs) Damn right. Then I think uh, that's what it leads to. So Blues are doing everything right. Had a great offseason, and uh, it's exciting to be here. Jeremy Rutherford joining us here in the new E&B Granite Studios at the Centene Community Ice Center. We're live covering the second day now of Blues training camp. We'll be out here again tomorrow from 11 to 2 right here here on 101 ESPN. All right. I think everybody wants to know, listen, we've had our fun with the Hall and Oates comparison, but like Mike Hoffman is a really exciting guy to be able to watch out there. So is Tori Krug. What, what have you seen so far from the new guys that are trying to get themselves involved? What's, what have you seen the first day and a half or so? I know it's early, but what have you seen from them? Yeah, we'll get a, a better look tomorrow night when they have a scrimmage game. Uh, but uh, first couple days of practice, a, a lot of drills. I mean, you do see some line rushes. Uh, we talked to Mike Hoffman yesterday and asked him about the chemistry with those two guys, uh, Thomas and uh, Schwartz. You know, he said it's going to take some time. You can stick around after practice and work on whatever you want to, but it's going to take time for that chemistry to be there. You know, I do think about that combination, and I know we're joking about Hall and Oates, but to me, Robert Thomas, in three or four years, we're going to be talking about what an incredible passer this guy is. He already, he's, he's already there. I mean, he's already making unbelievable plays, but I just think that that's going to be his game. He can dish. Mike Hoffman, he takes a pass, doesn't blink, it's in the back of the net. Great shot, release, everything. That's what Doug Armstrong said yesterday, what he likes the most about Mike Hoffman. So I think we're going to see that in due time. Have we seen it yet? No, uh, but but I think that's coming. And then with Tory Krug, you know, I got to say first impression is a good one, uh, but to see him standing next to Colton Preco, <laughs> Five foot nine and, and six foot six, uh, quite a drastic difference between those two. But like Tory Krug said in the Zoom call, uh, BK, yesterday, he said that everything Colton Pareko does takes up a lot of ice, gets the puck out of the corner, mm-hmm. uh, he, he, t- he, he, he takes up a lot of room. Those are all things that's going to help those two as a pair. And Tory Krug said he can't wait to take advantage of what. Colton Pareko brings to the team. Yeah, I got to imagine for Tory Krug, it's probably nice because he's not having to look up as high with Pol- Pareko as he was doing with Zdeno Char, who's like what seven foot three when he's on skates on the ice. Speaking of Krug, the one thing that I didn't over exaggerate with was what I was talking with Dan earlier was Tory Krug's game, and just from the practice that I've seen today, and there's going to be more of it. But this guy creates shots on net, and that's something that the Blues have struggled with in the past, of putting shots on net and actually hitting the net. And I was just watching Krug at the beginning of this skate. He was making these shots that are those low ones off of the ice that creates a lot of deflections. And JR, that's something the Blues haven't had for a while because they got guys like Petrangelo who have the heavy shot or Colton Pareko who have the heavy shot. But if you go back and look at that cup run, like Carl Gunnarsson's goal, that was those low shots, right? 
that's what Tory Krug brings, and, and that's what I'm a little excited about because that offense from the blue line right now with Krug and Falk and Dunn and Pareko, I mean, that's something that the Blues haven't had in a really long time at depth with offense on the D side. Yeah, it's a good observation, and, you know, I wouldn't compare it to, like, a Shattenkirk. Uh, Krug's shot is a lot harder than Shattenkirk. Uh, Shattenkirk used to always have, like, the seeing eye shot that somehow found the pack, back of the net. Yeah. Where, where Krug, you know, his shot is harder, uh, but uh, it does create a lot of rebounds, and it is, you know, lowered to the ground. Uh, you know, Petrangelo, you know, he, he created a lot of shots, and he put a lot of shots on net, and over time, his shot got better, but I don't think it was like Tory Krug's, like you're saying, uh, where, where they're coming at you, it's hitting the goalie, it's bouncing off, you have a Braden Chan and Jane Schwartz in front, and you can score off it. So yeah. I do think that's something to monitor to watch moving forward is, is how the Blues can create offense off that Tory Krug shot. The big news over the last few weeks was the Vladimir Tarasenko comments, uh, reported comments to Russian media about him being disappointed that he wasn't named the captain. Of course, we've talked about that ad nauseum at this point. We're all on the same page. Not a huge deal. Ryan O'Reilly addressed it yesterday, JR, and I thought he did a really good job in doing so. He basically said, like, listen, it's not a problem. We, we're, we don't even need to talk about it. I'm sure he was upset. Maybe he was caught off guard in a bad moment. It makes sense that he was upset. He wanted to be the captain. I totally understand that, but that's not even an issue inside of this locker room. Would you think of the way that Ryan O'Reilly handled that? And for me, I heard it, and I was like, that's why he's the captain. Yeah. That, that, that exact comment right there, his ability to diffuse the situation with one quick quote, that's why he's the captain. What do you think about that? Well, I think he handled it very well, and I'll go back even further. I think the Blues have handled it as best as they could. Uh, we all knew that uh, Ryan O'Reilly was probably going to be the next captain. Uh, Doug Armstrong made a, a personal gesture, wanted to tell Vladimir Tarasenko in person that he was going to name Ryan O'Reilly uh, the captain. And, uh, you know, whether he was able to follow through on that, you know, I'm not quite sure. But I do know that he did want to tell Vladimir Tarasenko in person because he felt like he owed it to him. And he knows how much that it meant to uh, Vladimir Tarasenko to, to have the C mm -hmm. and then now it, it going to Ryan O'Reilly. So the question uh, Ben Fredrickson asked, and, and I thought uh, – that uh, Ryan O'Reilly handled it perfectly. You know, a lot of guys in that situation, BK, would say, you know what, I didn't see it. Uh, you know, if I see what he said, maybe I could comment. You know, just kind of play it off a little bit. But Ryan O'Reilly obviously had heard or read the comments, and, and he said that, uh, hey, look, let's this is something that uh, means a lot to the guy, so I'm sure there's a little bit of frustration here. But uh, we need to come together as a team. Right now, we're worried about playing hockey. And right now, Vladimir Tarasenko is, is working to get healthy. So it's a situation where he, he, he did his best to make it a non-story. But I think he handled it in, in a pretty good manner. You know, with, with Tarasenko's absence, at least for the first month of the season, Jr. you know, even with Mike Hoffman on this roster, Jordan Kyrie is going to get the shot of all shots of making this club. We saw him yesterday skating on that third line with Sanford and Bozak. I know it's only been one day of practice, and we'll see him uh, once they hit the ice at about 1130 but uh, do you feel like there's a little bit of an extra step right now in Jordan Kyrou's game he him knowing that this is pro probably one of his last shots to really make this NHL club yeah and he, you know he's still young what is he 22 yeah um and, and I think yesterday watching him Alex uh he was flying and he was finishing plays too that's a big thing you know you saw that speed earlier in his career uh, but if you can't make anything out of it, then it doesn't mean much. So eventually he's going to have to turn that speed into some playmaking ability. And I thought he was doing that yesterday. You know, so still a young guy. I think he still has some time. But the chance is there now. So if you don't take it now, 
then you get buried on the depth chart. I honestly am surprised that they're opening up camp with him right wing on that third line. I thought that would be Sammy Blaze's spot. Yeah. They're obviously showing a lot of confidence in Jordan saying, look, it's there if you take it. Now, you know, don't get me wrong. They're going to work Blay into the lineup somehow. He brings a lot. But I think that is a, a good way to show Jordan Cairo that we believe in you. And, you know, just one, two days of practice, yeah. I think he looks pretty good. But there's just a, a long way to go with him. Like, he's going to have to show it in stretches. He's going to have to to play defense. He's going to have to show an awareness uh, of his all-around game. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know that that's there yet, and it's too early to see right now. Last question that I've got for you, JR. We're talking with Jeremy Rutherford, Blues Insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. Give him a follow on Twitter. He tweets out all his stories there, at JP Rutherford. Had a really good one with more extended thoughts on the first day of Blues camp. It's up on The Athletic right now. I saw the line combinations yesterday that you tweeted out. Basically, you're looking at Schwartz, Thomas Hoffman, Shin, Ryan O'Reilly, Perron as your top six forwards right now, if you will. Do you think that's pretty much set in stone at this point? Like, obviously, until Vladimir Tarasenko gets back, that'll throw a wrench into things. But as of today, do you think those, in some order, some fashion, those are your top six forwards going into the season? I like them, and I think they might start opening night, but I just wouldn't take them to the bank. I think that you got a couple issues here. You have Schwartz. Thomas and Mike Hoffman and uh, you know who's going to take the faceoffs I think eventually Thomas will get to a point where he's proficient at that right now though career-wise 43% for Robert Thomas Mike Hoffman uh, last year 35% mm. Schwartz doesn't take faceoffs um, you know so who's going to be the guy on that line and I just talked to Bernie Federico about that for a minute and he said that that'll come with Thomas like give him some time uh, he'll, he'll be okay but the other thing is you know defensively uh, Thomas is pretty good. We all know that Schwartz is good. Hoffman lacks a little bit in that area. I really thought that we'd see Hoffman on the left side with Ryan O'Reilly, just because we all know how uh, responsible Ryan O'Reilly is. But they're going to give this a look, you know, early. So, so we'll see. But I think uh, uh, defensively and, and then faceoffs are my two questions about that line. I think your your story that you posted, your questions that you uh, gave to Craig Berube was the first time that I saw. Um, him talk about Hoffman liking the offside. Yeah. And so the fact that he would potentially be on the right side, not the left, that was the first time that I really even considered it um, was over on the athletic. Do you think, I mean, if if the faceoffs are an issue, is it as simple as maybe just switching Schwartz and Chin then? Like, do you yeah. just put yeah. Chin back up and he can play the left wing and then just go into the center whenever the faceoffs are there? For sure they can do that, yeah. And, and, and you're right. You know, uh, Hoffman played some left and some right. Uh, he prefers the right, is is what uh, Craig Bruby told us in that article. Uh, so the versatility, the flexibility for Craig Bruby to move him around is going to allow the Blues to do a lot with those two top lines. He's Jeremy Rutherford. Check out all of his work over on The Athletic. Also, give him a follow on Twitter, at JP Rutherford. We always appreciate his insights here on 101 ESPN. JR, all the best, man. Enjoy the rest of training camp. We'll talk with you again soon. You guys, too. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. That's Jeremy Rutherford live from the new E&B Granite Studio at the Centene Community Ice Center. He's going to be out here covering Blues training camp up until the first game of the year next Wednesday. With Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line for questions and answers. And we've got some breaking Mizzou recruiting news that we've got to get into that includes a St. Louis kid. We'll talk about it coming up on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the BK and Ferrario podcast powered by I Promise. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. 
This limited time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.